personal life. I don't. <laughs> no, it's an I hour late. I don't have a personal life, so like you know, I've, I've got it. It's just basically just personal, and then me on the couch with the dog watching TV. <laughs> that's a personal that's, life. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah. There you same go. Here. It's very easy to manage. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, I see here we have John, but also saw Jack. What did you prefer to go by? Uh, I prefer Jack. Uh, I was I was born John. You know, that's my government name. Yeah, uh, but it's gotcha. like my my father and my grandfather, a couple of cousins, you know, I gotcha. everybody, you know, guys without ID, yes. toilets, whatnot. So my <laughs> grandfather was like, we're going to call you Jack because it's confusing. And I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> like, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. All right. So starting off, we welcome to Truly Medicine podcast where we talk about patient journeys. I am Jasmine Harvey. And I'm Elia Vargas. This is wonderful and today to meet you we both. have a... Yes, today we have Jack, Jack of all trades. Um, (laughs) uh, He is a multi-state industry professional. He is also the former host of the Chronic Insomnia podcast. He also has a podcast himself, Um, combat veteran, activist, and um, professional stoner. So what's that going on? Yes. So tell us uh, us a little bit more about yourself and your journey with cannabis. Um, uh, well, um, yeah, Jack, Jack of all trades. I, I do, I do, uh, use that a lot. Uh, Jack of all trees. Jack of all trees. Yeah, I like, I, I like to adapt it. Um, yeah. Um, I've kind of, uh, my, my journey really began with cannabis. I'd say I was probably 11, 12 years old. It was like the first time I, I smoked, um, broken home latchkey kid, you know, living in the swamps of Florida, there really isn't much to do besides go to amusement parks and, and get baked all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was, I was born, I think I was born in an interesting time. I have a, a much older sister and much younger siblings. So I was kind of like the middle child of my generation. Oh, okay. uh, like I was born in the mid eighties. So like Reagan was president, but I don't remember yeah. it, but I got yeah. to experience Reaganomics and you know uh, things like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and the end of the cold war and a very eclectic upbringing with, you know, music and TV and movies and the, the approach to, I think that's kind of when the war on drugs began you know the mid 80s mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that and watching you know my my older sister and stuff uh, generation x and whatnot grow up in the the 90s and got to see all of that i i very much was exposed to the propaganda of of life and and you know the the social movements of things like that and tipper gore and and the the ratings for music and video games and and, and whatnot so it was I got to experience a lot of, um, not actually, uh, you know, participate in, but watch a lot of the big cultural movements. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was, was very much uh, influenced by, by cannabis in the beginning, yes. you know, uh, uh, NWA and Bone Thugs and Harmony and Sublime yes. and, you know, the, like the, the early stuff. And, you know, my parents were, uh, you know, hippies and things like that, you know, beatniks and, and whatnot. So, you know, Grateful Dead and Almond Brothers and Leonard yes. Skinner. And I yes. grew up watching Cheech and Chong movies, you know, like not not necessarily at the beginning, not necessarily knowing, you know, what, what it they meant, but it was funny. It was great. Like, yeah. oh, you know, like that, that van was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah it's like as kids, we just pick out the cool little things. We don't know the context of the yeah, whole like, thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I started smoking cigarettes because I thought it looked cool. I still do. I know it's horrible for you, but you know, like I don't, I don't do it, you know, anymore, unless I'm out and whatnot, but like, I thought it looked cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. You know, same. The same reason I think a lot of people of my yeah, generation and my age, like people ask me all the time, why do you do things? Why do you do this? Why do you like that? And no, it's cool. I want to do it's it. Cool. Like, I don't need a reason to do the things that I do, cool. you know, as, as long as my, you know, like my bills it. are taken care of and my, my dog is healthy and I got a roof over my head and food. Like, what does it matter what I do? I do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of the same thing with cannabis. It's one of those all accepting thing. Like it mm-hmm. it does touch everybody's lives. It, it it touches everything, you know, medically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, you know, physiologically, sociologically, economically. Like it it is one of those things that touches everything, but it it doesn't ask for a reason. Like yes. you don't you yes. don't need a reason to do it. Yeah. You know, and if you have to justify it more often than not, it gives you a, a legitimate or a, you know, a, a justifiable reason for using it, you know, like whether you really just want to get high, whether you've got back pains, whether you can't sleep, you know, whether it's, you know, part of your religion, whether it's part of your heritage, you know, it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't need a reason, but whatever the reason is, is still valid and justifiable. Yes. And I know with what's, um, you know, the current movement of, you know, the legalization, of course, across a lot of most of the states, um, a lot of people are like, well, then why, why should we be utilizing weed? And it's like, well, we've been utilizing cannabis in every facet before, like you said, like the war on drugs, like it's been to where we've been able to have our textiles and it's still coming back now, our hemp and everything. So like you said, it's multifaceted, multi multi-usage multi-usage for it but everyone's like well why do we need to do it this way why do we need it's like there's no rhyme or reason to it just know that it came from this earth and we're able to utilize it exactly right (laughs) it's here for us it has been here for us it's been here actually not even for us it's been here before us us. yeah Yeah, like it it, it predates anything that we know Yes. And it touches everything. And it's one of those things that it's not just like, all right, it's not just a medical thing or it's not just, you know, a horticultural thing or a societal thing. Like mm-hmm. we can we can cite different references. You know, there was a, a bong found, you know, in, in Africa dating like 10,000 B.C. or 15,000 B.C. Mm-hmm. or something like that. Like mm-hmm. pharaohs were buried with it. You know, things were written on it. Like the Constitution as early as, you know, almost 300 years ago, it, our, our direct American history, if you want to get all, you know, like yes. that side of things. Constitution was written on hemp. Mm-hmm. You could, yes, you it was could the, literally the draft go and the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because because the ropes that carried Thomas Jefferson to France and back to America, you know, were made of hemp. You know, like the the yep. the, the, the the pitch and the tar. The ships were built, you know, with with hemp products and whatnot, and held together. And not only mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's 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 been a part of our our culture and our our medicine and and you know the medicine. literal building blocks of you know our our society. Mm-hmm. for everything up until you know what 60 70 years ago yeah really yeah. like 1937 was the first time it was like and it wasn't even that you couldn't you couldn't you know have it mm-hmm. you couldn't grow it professionally like you could not be a farmer and grow hemp like that yeah. you know it was illegal that, that was yeah. the point but like oh because the steel industry and the coal industry and all these industries came mm-hmm. out and they were like we're making all this money but it is a very limited resource you know and sometimes we have to do crazy things to get it and it needs you know, vast amounts of experience and manpower and, and machinery and, and industry and whatnot to process it and distribute it and sell it and manufacture it. Whereas Joe Schmo could just go in his backyard and, you know, become self-sufficient for the rest of his life. That's what it was. And, and one of those things, uh, you know, so, so that was illegal. So you couldn't do the industry, but then it started to come out through other means because people were like, you dudes, we're going to do this anyway. And it also gets us really high. You know, that was uh, the, the, the side benefit of most of it in the beginning. It, it was like, all right, well, we're losing this war. Farmers are still doing stuff. People are still doing stuff around the world. So we're going to make it, we're going to bastardize it. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to make it socially and culturally and morally wrong. Even though we've been giving cocaine to our kids for teeth problems for the last yeah. 150 years. I've always wanted to try laudanum. That sounds wonderful, but right. you know, like, it just drives you insane. Short trip. Right. <laughs> a very short trip. <laughs> is so that... it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was uh please go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's, it's just it's just one of those things that it's like having you know I, I haven't done anything groundbreaking or or incredible or you know uh, game changing I have had the the luck to experience a lot of it in a very vast scope like you know a large variety I've done everything from you know personal and mom and pop grows up into you know multi-million dollar multi-billion dollar corporations uh you know three greenhouses, 27, 26 tables a line, 36 lines, you know, a few thousand plants a week, harvest, things like that. You know, so I've got to see a lot of it. And it's one of those things that it's nowadays, you see all these things pop up and it's like, oh, when cannabis has been discovered to help with this and help with them. Like, no, like we, we've known right. this forever. We've known this. Like if you would have like, let us just go ahead and do the research, you we know, would have already discovered this. Yeah, like though. some states, some states <laughs> breakthrough on the incredibleness of cannabis. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we've been telling you that for years. Yeah. Like, we're not going to microwave <laughs> our babies and eat them like sandwiches. You know, we're not going to go and shoot our neighbors. We're not going to, you know, 
like I, I've been smoking weed most of my life and I'm a fairly responsible functioning adult. Like I have yeah. my apartment and I've, I've kept an animal alive for a decade. I was married for a little while. Like, you know, I've traveled across the country. You know, it's, it's one of those things like my bones have never left my body. I've never been deflated when I'm not yeah. on, you know, like when, I, when I'm not medicating as, as you know, the word is, I, I've, I've battled with depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and, you know, PTSD and paranoia. Like I like to call it my menagerie of mental maladies. Um, which is I mean, that, that's a nice sparkle to I love, yeah. Right? yeah. I, I'm, I'm very <laughs> I like much I'm, I'm very much a, a comic book nerd. Like I, I yes, a, I see your Deadpool show. and stuff back there. If you um, like see my living room right now, I have Deadpool, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like yeah, I've, I've got no. Oh, it's I I love all of it. It's it's wonderful. Um, yes. So I like alliteration. You know, big mm -hmm. ups to my man Stanley. We yes. miss you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I have a lot of different things going on upstairs. And when I'm not, you know, for lack of vernacular, baked out of my mind, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an unbalanced individual, like a washing machine full of shoes. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just totally and it's, and, you know, and right, like everything, you know, it's, 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 it's insane. And when I was in the military, it was one of those things, you know, I, I really couldn't. Yeah. Was, you know, um, and this was this I, I went in 2006 so this was really early on this was really before the the you know the the green rush as they, yeah. they started and whatnot so it was I, I got a head injury close to the end of my my service mm -hmm. and they just pumped me full of stuff I was on Ambien and Flexerol Fioraset which is like Percocet for your brain with caffeine oh. in it mm -hmm. yeah it's like a muscle relaxer for your brain because yeah. I had like a physical head injury I was seeing, uh, I was seeing a, a counselor on base. I was seeing a neurologist on base. But then when you do anything on base, you also have to do it off base so they can have like a comparison and, and whatnot so they can get an outside opinion. You know? oh, so I was, I was seeing two counselors and a neurologist outside of base. So at any given time, I'd have half a dozen doctor's appointments. I'd be taking a dozen different medications for everything because when you go in, they're like, oh, well, this is wrong, but we're going to give you this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. You can't sleep and your back hurts and, you know, your, your, your knees ache and you can't really see that well. And it's, so it's, they, they just, it's a lot easier to just pump you full of medication and just pump mm -hmm. you full of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, in the, the other, you know, the personal side of that, while you're on base, you go to the seven day store and you buy a handle of Jack for 20 bucks, no tax, you know, so you can literally drink yourself to death if you wanted to and and it's one of those things that it's not like i remember this is a, a story that i love to tell people so i was on a couple of different things and i was i was addicted at a certain point like i there was unlimited refills i had constant headaches couldn't sleep we had just gotten back um and i didn't see anything crazy like it was a fairly normal it was infantry but it was a fairly normal uh tour in the grand scope of things like it wasn't crazy it wasn't you know hurt locker or black hawk down or anything like that it was just a normal we, we spent a couple of months in the city then we moved back to a fob with a ford operating operating base um and it was a, a fairly average infantry tour i mean i was anti-tank and we were in iraq they didn't have tanks mm -hmm. so it was like i was a cop basically we, we okay. patrolled the beat for a couple of months yeah, yeah. you know uh we had bolos you know we would go and look for specific things we taught the iraqi police how to basically be cops it was a police transition team is, is what they called it in 2008 um so we were there to just like take all the military stuff down demail everything you know take all the the structures and the the barbed wire and the big jersey and texas barriers big concrete barriers and stuff like that so i was a cop for eight months <laughs> so it wasn't you know it wasn't nuts but you do see you know some of the worst parts of humanity and some of the mm -hmm. you know the the shittier things um that that people have to go through, not, you know, not gunshots and explosions. I mean, those things yeah, happen just, and stuff like that. But it's just humility of things. Right. Yeah. It's, so, you know, yeah. like, like I, I was, I, you know, I was there for a couple of months and I was waiting for the log train to get there because I needed new sunglasses and I was going to get a laptop so I could talk to people back home. And then I look over, you know, to this, this house and this woman is in full, full dress, full burka. And it's the summer. Like it was like June, July. And, you know, she's got long, like long pants and the burqa. So it's not just the coverings. Like she still has full clothes under this. She's holding a baby and building a wall, like breaking rocks with other rocks and building a wall because she, they just got new property and, and you know, we just moved in there. So like she had to build it. And I'm just like, 
it's like 140 degrees outside, yes. you know, and all this, this craziness. And her, like, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous. Her husband is just sitting there like on the wall, watching in a wife beater and, and slacks. Drinking, while, she's, while she's holding your child. While she's holding the baby. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Wow. You know, so it's, there's, there's just, and <sighs> once you see stuff like that. Yeah. Everything else, you, you kind of appreciate everything else that, that you have. Like mm -hmm. I was a couple of years ago, I was working in a kitchen and we had this one uh, waitress and she was very young. She was like 17, 18 years old. She's like, oh my God, I, I don't see how this eight hour thing is going to work out. I don't know how you guys <laughs> Like live the rest of your life this as an ridiculous. adult. <laughs> right? oh, Lordy. And I was just like, oh, honey child. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait till you actually get to taste the true rural. <laughs> right? So it's, it's one of those things. I, I do appreciate, you know, some of the, the things that later on in life, like it sucked while I was in, you know, and it, it, it there are things that, that suck afterwards, but I appreciate life more. If, the, the one thing that I can say is I appreciate what I have no matter how shitty things get out here, you know, like I, I just, I, I just got divorced about a year or so ago. I moved out here to Oklahoma, uh, you know, for the industry and all that stuff. And it, it, it's rough, you know, when you start over, especially, you know, in your, your thirties, <clears throat> you know, however old I am. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it, for any age, like it, it sucks to start over, like when you get so, so yeah. comfortable and, and yeah. stuck into something. So it's, it's one of those things that, that, Cannabis helps no matter what your situation is, no matter what your your problem is, no matter what you're you're going through. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those things that it it touches everything, and not just the plant itself, but the industry and the lifestyle. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. especially just all the camaraderie that comes from it, because everyone, like you said, it's like cannabis is cannabis. So everyone's like, hey, do you, if you don't know about it, I'm willing to sit here and just teach you about it. Like, it's not something that is just like the secret, you right. know, <laughs> like we can sit here and we can converse and we can be like, oh, if you've been a little bit eh, about cannabis, you still have all this slew of people that's like, hey, yeah. this is what cannabis is. Or if it's not what cannabis is to you, this is how you can figure out what cannabis is to exactly. you. No exactly. So it's, it's definitely like, again, it's, it's so broad that we can't just put it all in one little corner. Like there's it, just so many different things you can. So right. yeah, <laughs> it is. And I, and I think, and I'll be, I'll be brave and I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it back. Cannabis really is a gateway drug. It, it is, but it's not a gateway drug to worse things. It's a gateway drug to itself. Like you try that and you want to try more and you know, whether you want to try more because you enjoy the feeling or because it helped or it, it, it opens up a community. Like I have sat down and smoked with, some ridiculous people and and some I people that I would never understand and people that I would never meet in my life. Uh, like mm -hmm. on my show, I, uh, I had a, a Frenchie cannoli. Like that's my big, that's my big get. I was really excited about that. He's a, a master Hashishan. He's one of the, okay. the Ganji. He, he, he died uh, earlier this year, oh. but um, he was, he was a huge, huge influence on, you know, the culture. They've got this program out in California called the Ganji project. Uh, program okay. and it's it's like sommeliers for for cannabis but it's mm -hmm. some of the mm -hmm. big you know it's like ed rosenthal and swami shaitama it's some some huge name people in the industry um and it's they're kind of bringing together because there's all these different um these organizations you know there's sativa online i saw oaksterdam that, that you you know yes. you're an alum from there so there's all these and i and i love that there's all these different things popping up independently or you know collectively or, you know, even funded by either state governments and city governments and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that this, this collective grouping of certification to kind of push the legitimacy. Because yes. I think that's our, our next step. Like everybody now realizes all the stuff they were saying before is bullshit. You know, like it does help. <laughs> it is amazing. Yes. And it's one yes. of those things like, like we were talking earlier about how it's like. We froze. Oh, no. He froze yeah. on us, Jack. <laughs> oh, he'll he'll be back. Like the fundamental. Yeah. I'll be back. We got you back. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there uh, we go. Yeah, awesome. You froze for a bit. <laughs> it's okay. Shocks internet. Um but um all right, so wait, so I was I was talking about the industry with the uh, the legitimacy of right, so yeah so like the, like the the push and everything mm -hmm. like we we've realized now that all of the propaganda all the things that we're saying you know it's all it's all bullshit yeah. you know like it's not going to make you stupid it's not going to drive you insane it's not going to mm -hmm. ruin your life it's not going to you know deflate your bones or crack an egg on a you know right. i don't know 
Um, it's it's actual, you know, it, it actually has a purpose. It actually does something well. It actually, you yes. know, uh, but not only that, we've also in the last couple of years have realized that our our, our genetics, our physiology, our, mm-hmm. our, you know, our neurological makeup is hardwired mm-hmm. to not only accept it, but there is a specific place mm-hmm. in our brain made yes. only our for that. Yes. yes. So it's like, you know, that, that was kind of the, I think that was that. And, and, you know, a lot of this, the, the, the help that CBD did, you know, to kind of get people who were on the fence off the fence, like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that was, that was really getting people used to whole plant medicine. But then the fact that we discovered the endocannabinoid system, it's just like, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like a little dusty garage in our brain waiting for that car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things that I think the next big thing is we've we've won the people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. now we have to do you know the the other yeah. business leaders yeah, you know yeah, like that work for it. you know like we've, we've got to get into the you know whether it's waiting for the good old boys club to die out or changing their minds mm-hmm. you know we have to be a legit we're not just you know a bunch of stoners and drug dealers and stuff like yeah. that like i i did it i've Back to his jet. I've you know I blew up into <laughs> high school and college and oh no I doubt it again. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Am I there? Yes, you're here now. <laughs> All right, cool. Stupid, stupid, stupid internet. Uh, but yeah, so you know, like it's we we've all you know most of us have all done it, mm-hmm. um, and. And that's one of those things where it kind of makes it easier. It's like, we've all done it. What does it matter? Move on. Let's go. All right. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. Let's move forward in a manner that is more conducive and it's not just us battling with everything. Exactly. And then <laughs> yeah. if we, if we have to be brass tacks about it, we can be like, look, even when the, you know, every, almost every government in the world was spending a large portion of their budget to fight the war on drugs, it was mm-hmm. still a multi-billion we dollar still, a year industry. Yeah, it's still yes. <laughs> like, we were still banking you you know to no end so it's it's one of those things it's just like look all right we've all made mistakes we've all done stupid things we've all done amazing things but whatever it's done now let's go let's move on yes it's um it's becoming this tool well it was this tool to where you know it just incited all this fear and then just even the older generation is coming around us like you said they're they're hearing like oh that's bullshit like it is right. here to help me. Like I have arthritis, so I need something. Like I've been doing all this medication, but it's making me do this, making me do this, making me do this. I'm tired of all the side effects. What can I utilize? What can I do to help alleviate what is currently going wrong with me without having to take another five pills just to mm-hmm. alleviate the other side effect, that other side effect, that other side effect? And they're exactly. like, cannabis, grandma, cannabis. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, that, that's gonna make me well it's like here why don't you try this and it's not like hey you're trying to give your grandma a joint it's like yeah. try no, I, would, I would i would definitely i would love to see yeah. my grandmother's story right, so, right. Okay. Like, a, a, lot of, a lot of people are starting off by titrating um into it so like you know getting a two milligram edible mm-hmm. and just seeing how they feel and things of that nature right. and it's not saying that it has to be scary you can always like i tell everybody go low and slow guys just mm-hmm. uh, right yeah it. yeah that's, that's i mean whenever if, if, if whenever I'm working, you know, like as a bud tender or anything like that, or I'm behind the counter, like I try to be straightforward. Oh, I come in uh, right now. I'm actually, I work at stash house. So I'm, I'm in okay. their, their distillation processing facility and stuff like that. Uh, but I've, okay. I've, I've had a bunch of bud tending jobs. I actually opened up uh, the Euphoria here in Jenks. Okay. And then I, I worked at a place called Solstice. I helped them get up to 24 hours. Uh, oh, but nice. I, 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 like I love it. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> um, so whenever, whenever I'm, and if I'm training somebody or I'm actually, you know, like working the counter, you know, myself, I like to tell people, I'm going to be straightforward. Do you want to come in? Are you here to get high or is there something yeah. wrong? You know? Yes. Like, yes. do you just, do you just want to laugh at cartoons all day or mm-hmm. do you have back problems? Does, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then depending on where it goes, it's not, you know, it's not black and white, gray areas are everywhere. Yes. The world yeah. is made from gray areas, you know, black and white are decisions, whereas, you know, or, or concepts or ideals Whereas everything else in between is, is what you want mm-hmm. because not everybody is the same. So mm-hmm. those are, those are kind of jumping off points, you know, indica and sativa, but is it, you know, 
are you going to a concert? Are you a soccer mom? Are you a hardcore stoner? Do you have cerebral palsy? Do you have Mm -hmm. MS, insomnia, PTSD? You know, are are you just- Narcolepsy. Concert, like, yeah, narcolepsy. You know, like there's, it's, it's not just one thing. So when you come in, it is very much like retail. So there's customer service and, you know, mm-hmm. you have to know your products and things like mm-hmm. that, but it is also very much, you know, like a, being a bartender or, you know, like they, they say the bartenders are the, the poor man's psychiatrist and things like that. Yes. It's, yeah. you have to figure out exactly what that patient is there for. Mm-hmm. Because before, when you're flipping zips on your couch, it's just like, this guy's going to come in, he's going to buy stuff. It's whatever. But now, yeah. you know, are they just doing that or is it because, they need it for something they need it for something yes and then you've got those people who this may be their first time and they may be scared out of their mind because it's some tiny little spot in the corner and it's dark and you're a big dude with tattoos and a beard and whatnot and it's like how can i help you and they're like oh goodness i don't know i just don't know and it's like okay well like you said it's just actually asking those pertinent uh those pertinent questions when you start with that one question like you said are you trying to alleviate or are you just trying to get high and then just do the trickle down effect from there and that's when you got your branches off and it's like okay Mm -hmm. well I'm trying to alleviate this or I'm trying to get high, but what what type of high are you trying what to get? Are you trying to get high to watch cartoons? If you're right. trying to alleviate pain or are you trying to alleviate your depression? Like what are we trying to do here? Yeah. Right. So exactly. Asking and then like listening. That's mm-hmm. the biggest biggest part. You need to listen. It can't just be like you're asking, then you're just gonna give some random ass shit. It's like, no, you need to listen in yeah. order to because at the end of the day, we are medicating. And right. <laughs> you don't yeah, want to get somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, like I would hate to, like, I would tell all my butt tenders, I am never going to tell you to sell something specific. I'm not I'm never going to tell you to push exactly. a product or a sale. Like, I'm going to tell you to pick something you're passionate about, something that you like, something that works for you, something you enjoy doing, and push that because, you know, that's mm-hmm. just marketing and business and that's what you do. But, you know, I'm never going to be like, all right, if somebody comes in and they're looking for edibles, I'm not going to have you push them over to diamonds because we've got a sale on, you know. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's the same thing. So, and that's another thing that I, I, you know, I was, I was happy or I enjoy about like CBD is while by itself, it doesn't really do a whole lot. It has done a lot culturally. It has done a lot, you know, for people to get used to the idea and it still helps people with the whole, all right, I don't want to get high, but I want to try it or I need, you yeah. know, this, I, you know, this is my medicine. So like, I will tell people be like, Hey, you know, like some, you know, some, somebody comes in and they just want you know a couple of small, you know, low, low dose gummies or something like that. Like the singles because they need to sleep or they've got melatonin in them or something mm-hmm. like that. Or, you know, so I see that, all right, you're spending 10 bucks every couple of days. You're spending you know 10 bucks each on five of these, you're spending 50 bucks every two or three days on something that that does work, but it's low dose and you're still a little worried about it. Or I can put you over to this, you know, four to one ratio CBD and you'll spend the same amount and that'll last you all month. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's like a capsule or a tincture or something like mm-hmm. that. So it's it's not just, you know, it's not just getting people to, to buy things or it's not just. Yeah. Come back to stop. <laughs> You know, being a blood tent, it's ridiculous there in my back. Yeah. Yay, I've got the shit. <laughs> no, computer, yeah, no. Your internet okay. connection is unstable. Yeah, no shit, computer. No. <laughs> but but yeah, I, so it's it's one of those things like it's, you know, it touches absolutely everything. Yes. Everything. Like yes. not just medical or what it, it touches everything. It has an effect on on everything. Yes. And like you said, it's like you don't have to just medicate with it. You can end up like using it, like you know how the branding now because everybody's like, oh my god, cannabis. So right. you have like hemp everything now in the stores, yeah. and it's like that. Not all of that is true, guys. Like if you truly need something that is hemp, go to a place that is like a CBD store or something right. of that nature. That way you can actually get something that is credible. All these people that are getting like CBD and stuff at the gas stations, please don't do oh, that. Oh no! If you can get it, you know, like, <laughs> if you can get it at an impulse buy at your local gas station, right next to Scratchers oh. <laughs> and a lighter with boobs on it, do not buy it. Yeah, please don't. Buy, please don't, <laughs> don't buy, buy that. Like, that, that. That's something that is not good for you. Like, you just because I also have to remind research. people, you know, there's there's no federal regulation. 
it's also created on this conception where people think that CBD has nothing to do with cannabis. Right. Um, I had uh -huh. people that are promoting CBD and CBD's changed my life. And then I'm like, so let's talk about cannabis. And they're like, well, I don't use cannabis. Oh, Hell no, I don't do <laughs> cannabis. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, you're talking what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting to, you know, it, it's still people are still divided and they will yeah. be. It's just varying degrees of, you know, how much they're willing to believe or accept and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely and especially in the last 10 years, it's it's exploded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, my initially. So my father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like my my father, he's a, a Vietnam veteran and he was was adamantly against cannabis for you know the entire he's my stepfather so like the entirety of time that i've known him and it was nothing other than the fact that he remembers them sitting around the campfire and camp or whatnot and his you know squad mates platoon mates are lighting a joint and charlie smells it and comes in and they get attacked so it was ptsd it had yeah. nothing to do with propaganda yeah. it had nothing to do with the plan itself or any bad experience it was just that particular thing he was against it because it got his squad mates killed you know yeah yeah 30 40 years ago and, and that's that's a valid reason Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But later on, you know, because he had a lot of health issues and stuff like that, he's got diabetes and one eye and half a foot and yada, yada, yada. Um, it, that was horrible, but I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> That's we, get we, it. we, we, we make light of those things. Yeah, we um, get it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's, there's, there's a whole shopping list of, of things that are wrong with him because of his military service. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I started working you know, in the industry, when I moved out to Washington, I was there for a couple of years and I came home with a bunch of stuff you know like lotions and we did a lot of that's where i learned how to make rso and we started doing okay. we started making capsules and stuff like that and that's when i first learned about terpenes so we would have our regular line of capsules and then our terp infused capsules and things like that so that was very interesting and that's when carts Ooh. first started to come out yeah. and i remember taking my first dab and i couldn't walk for like <laughs> Like the, the place was across the street from my apartment. Like I could see my apartment. Yeah. Like I you're like, wait a minute. And the guy was like, <laughs> I was like, have you ever I done that do before? And I'm like, no, what's yeah. that, sir? <laughs> and so I do it. And I walk out and I sit down on the curb and I'm like, I'll be with you in a second. How? <laughs> like, give me a second. I need a. I need you know, to recoup. <laughs> so that was like a big, especially with concentrates and, and, and all this, it was a big thing and it became a real big novelty because it was, uh, I think like I left Washington in 2014, 2015, right after they uh, recreationally legalized everything. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was, there was a whole, and, and that state, like that's my Mecca. I love that place. I mean, I love it here too. I really enjoy being in Oklahoma. Uh, like I came out here because I read an article that it described as the wild west of cannabis. I'm like, that's... Yeah that's yeah. for me yeah. um and i love i love the i love the people i love everything but like when i was there that's you know that's where i learned everything and so i came home with a bunch of stuff like medicated lotions and and capsules and tinctures and all these different things and my mom i gave them to my mom and she started sneaking them to him you know like the the topicals and things like that and she didn't tell him you know what they were like oh it's you know it's just a new thing and he loves it and now it's you know 10 years he's he doesn't smoke but he you know he's still proud to say that you know his son is a drug dealer <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know because... and stuff like that you know because it 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 changed his mind even though he's not like like i'm sure he know he does know that some of the things are medicated to a certain mm -hmm. degree you know but he's not gonna he's not gonna say it but he's not not gonna say it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that that um that undisclosed like kind of his little secret type thing because we're right. all opposed to it for so long but he's like i love the benefit but i can't just kind of switch sides real quick you know what I mean right, yeah. so it's like at least he's still getting the benefits from it and exactly. he knows that he's getting the benefits from it and that's again that's where we try to break that stigma it was yeah. just you know, one little thing at a time even if it was a little bit under secrecy he was still able to do what you got it, right like I, his medicine. you know he's, yeah. he's <laughs> I had still a, alive and still functioning so yeah, yeah. i had a, a client a customer that would do the same thing to her mom she's like she refuses to do cannabis so i'll just change it up and tell her it's her little vitamins and she sleeps so good <laughs> right i get pill pockets i get pill pockets from a dog whenever he got whenever he needs medication you know it's, it's not lying it's just yeah, will yeah. It it's helping out <laughs> yeah it's uh it's to the point to where, like you said, like the pill pockets and stuff where you're able to, um, because a lot of people think that you also- Lee Wonka in oh, yep. oh, you back. Yeah. 
I your pill bog is medicating. I heard you. I can hear you. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of people think you can't medicate your animals, and it's like you can, but you just need to do it with discretion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's right, like, yeah. especially like, if you, yeah. there are animals who are being um, treated, especially within, and they have cancer, and those who yeah, have anxiety. Like, my, a lot of my, a lot of my pups, they have like one of my pups who's a rescue she is like a ball of anxiety so giving her the cbd and then like you know like your four to ones and stuff like that you can definitely do that with your animals but you just need to research and know because right, it's like with anything yeah, else endocannabinoid system as well yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> have an endocannabinoid system like yeah. if you have your verte- vertebrates uh vertebrate uh, mammals and things of that nature all have endocannabinoid systems yeah it just is what it is so therefore they can benefit it in some some way for some way or form right it's yeah it's it's one of those things it's it's everywhere it's been everywhere and then it's you know if you want to get deep into different you know mythologies or lores or religions things like that do you really think that burning bush was talking to him yeah it was talking to him but it wasn't just like you know you know like yeah it's come on seriously it's one of those things like you know morgan freeman cgi in a cave somewhere no dude like he smoked that right it talks to all of us like it has been talking it's like it's just back then that's how they explain things you know like lightning and thunder in the sky there's giants on the clouds fucking around and it's just one of those things it's the the more humankind progresses the older we get as as a as a species or a people or a culture the easier it is to explain things and the farther we look back in the opposite end it's like duh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yes uh, so what have you been uh, accomplishing within the oklahoma cannabis market besides the grows and things of that nature i know you opened up euphoria is there anything big project you have going on currently with oklahoma um Right now, um, yes, yes, and that no. you can talk about. Right, right yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, right. So it's. I mean, there's, there's always, there's always, you know, new stuff coming out, and we, we just, we just released. Um, we, we at, at Stash House, we have a, a bunch of different products, and that's why I liked working there. I, you know, I love working in shops, and I, I love, you know, being a butt tender and managing, or being a, you know, a. Pro, a product manager and coordinating events and stuff like that but I'm not the best with people on like an interpersonal level because a salesman mm-hmm. you know as as a client or you know a, a, something like that like I'm, I'm good at, at what I do because I enjoy it more mm-hmm. than I hate people um, <laughs> <laughs> but like there's there's a lot of stuff going on up inside like it used to be called Asperger's but now it's just on the spectrum like my my diagnosis got kicked out like Pluto uh, so we're just we're just on the spectrum now, but I, you know, I, I understand the need for for social interact, interaction, but I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Me, myself. That's right. And <laughs> the, the way you know the the way that I look and and my my background and you know the way that I talk and stuff like that. Like I actually I'm very foul mouthed. I've been holding it back, but it's not for lack of vernacular. I have a vast vocabulary. I just like to curse. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so like I, 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 bleep my, I, I bleep myself every now and then it's a, it's a skill that I taught myself, but, um, but so I, I, I like, I like working in the back, I like working in the back of the house. You know, I loved it in the kitchens yeah. and things like that. So we've got a lot, I, I enjoy, you know, making things. I enjoy, you know, having something to, to show for, for a day's work. And um, I was also, because I, Just I up poor, so I had, oh that stuff's really awesome but i can't afford it uh, i keep i keep bound that light right it's ridiculous um so like like i said like I, I grew up poor so the things that i liked and and i was very unbalanced and i i never went to doctors all that much so you know drugs are great and they help mm-hmm. so i had to learn how to you know to make my own and stuff like that so that's why i like working you know, it's why I love working in kitchens. It's why I love working in, in production facilities and stuff like that. Like we've got uh, Chiba Chews. It's, it was awesome. Oh, I started working there. I love Chiba Chews. They're my favorite edible. I remember them, you know, back when I went to Washington mm-hmm. and we sold them and they were the tiny little Tootsie Roll thing. The things. little like, ones, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so awesome. Like I bought a bag of those. When <laughs> I, I love the little ones. Yeah, <laughs> they were the best. Oh, was so the best. wonderful. Um, you know, so I was like, oh, snap, dude. And so we've got two facilities and I work in the one in Tulsa and I went to the one in Broken Arrow and I will admit it smells much better because that's the actual edible production facility like Green Hornet and Cheap Chews. And uh, we've got 1906 and 7, 788. And there's a bunch of different, you know, uh, like the edibles, topicals and stuff like that. And that's where like Rove, 
and uh, the clear, so I like cartridges and, and things mm. like that. So it smells a lot better. But um, but you know, in my facility, I I love it, and we we do uh, like we've got Packwoods, and we just released um, the Hash Rocks. So okay. that, because that's that's been a big thing. Like um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the Moon Rocks, even though that's not a trademark name, everybody's scared of it because of mm-hmm. a yeah. particular physician. Even though I remember Moon Rocks from. Uh, caviar gold back in in washington a decade ago even though the the owner and founder of caviar gold is from oklahoma he then moved out to california and then moved back that's why we've got like snoogans and uh, ice cubes line or ice teas line okay ice cube, ice tea. one of the ices i always get them mixed up one's a cop <laughs> the other one's a dad they're all bad whatever wow. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's, it's interesting to see you know and like keef cola and you know all the different brands that i worked with forever ago to see them you know, pop up. And then I get to work in this place because it's, it's a, a distribution facility. And that's not very common. Like a no. lot of places are either vertically integrated or they're just buying from, you know, whatever that comes in or there's, you know, independent processor or grower, but here it's one of those different companies from different States can mm-hmm. actually come in and produce their product and then sell it in Oklahoma because so that it's, it makes everything, you know, in-house because everything has to be mm-hmm. from Oklahoma, obviously. So it's all grown here. It's all processed yeah. here and, and like that, but it's brands from all over the, the country. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, I, I enjoy, you know, I can never pick one thing. I can never pick favorites. You know, my favorite color is gray or silver. If I'm in a shiny mood, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> so it's one of those things like, it's very interesting to get to see so much and so many different products and some products I've never heard of before. Some products that I, you know, that I remember from, from the younger days and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's interesting. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We have a, a Terps dispensary in Brookside with all okay. of our stuff. I think we're opening up another one um, here pretty soon, but it's, it's just, it's great to see. And then Oklahoma itself, it's, there's so much industry and everybody's yeah. old yeah. money and new money and everybody's got a side hustle and everybody I know does a DoorDash or, you know, yeah. selling something. Or, yeah. and it's like, oh man, I'm lazy, dude. Like, <laughs> I got to get up on my shit. Um, trust me, I get it. Cause I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, multifaceted and, that's, and that's great. I love it. And that's one of those things that, and that's what I think really is is the reason it's blown up so big out here is because um, it's it's everybody's so accepting of it and and it everybody realized quick that yes it's we like to smoke weed or yes it helps as a medicine or yes this is a multi billion dollar industry and I've got the capital and land and and whatnot to 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 get behind it or to to capitalize from it things like that so it's it's one of those things that good bad or indifferent it's, it's got a reason and it yes. helps. And, and, and here, especially like when I first drove in, I heard a, a, a commercial on the radio for gummies and, you know, you don't really hear advertising. And then I saw a yeah. billboard and another billboard yes. and I looked at maps and it's like, oh, there's a million dispensaries right here. And it's just like a little tear, like somebody's yeah. slowly drawing down as you're driving past all the <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the Bible belt. Holy I know that that's when that 57% like thank you 57% because Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the the community we wouldn't have it today and it's like we spoke up and we rose up and now we're here so it's yeah and that's and that's what's like when I when I moved back to Florida it was 2014 2015 they had just voted and it went it went 52% but it failed because democracy (laughs) oh come back Jack or see a 6040 stupid internet okay <laughs> there we go see every time i pop your internet connection i know my internet connection is unstable all right obviously we've had this problem <laughs> um but yeah so like it was it was so like five percent within the first year patients you know signed up the population and when i was in florida like it failed and then it went up again for two you know two years it went up again and um it pa- it finally passed and this is, this is how it was in the beginning. So you get your card and your card, your physical card lasts a year. Your recommendation only lasts seven months. What? Well, tell me, because oh. I'm thinking about going to Florida. So you don't, need ever. don't. <laughs> don't ever. <laughs> don't, just, just don't, please don't. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it, it really is, it really is a great place to visit. Don't ever move there though. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, but then, so like your, your recommendation lasts seven months, but if your doctor doesn't put the right dosage, you could run out. So like I was, I was there in 2019 during the, like the, the beginning of the pandemic and I'm sitting on the couch watching TV cause I'm unemployed because I was working in a candy shop at that time before, cause I was getting ready to move. 
and they shut down. So I've got my card and I order and the place that the only place that sold flour because they had they had concentrates was was basically the only thing on the amendment for the first couple of years. So they started once once they passed and they could do flour places weren't really forward thinking and there were only about 14 operating licenses in the state at the time. So it was like, all right, well, we're processing all of this flour and it's still, you know, no dry, no cure. As soon as harvest, it goes straight to decarb, it gets processed, it gets, you know, distilled, it becomes cartridges and topicals and, you know, suppositories. They were a big thing there. I guess it's I the know, octogenary. <laughs> um, so like once they were allowed to legally sell flour, it was like it would get harvested on Monday, cut down, dried and packaged and be on the shelf next Monday. So seven days from harvest. Oh, no. Uh, there's wow. a lot of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. No. You know, so the one place that was actually selling decent flour was 50 miles away. I had to put an order in two days in advance for delivery. And I'm I'm ashamed to admit it. I've paid upwards of four to five hundred dollars an ounce. Yeah, exactly. It makes me sick and ashamed. Uh, so so I remember putting an order in one day and they call me a couple hours later and they're like, oh, we're sorry, but your doctor only put two and a half ounces per month on your recommendation. So you're gonna have to wait till the end of the month. Oh, I'm like, you, like, there's a pandemic, man. I just smoked an ounce on the car on the couch watching TV. Right. You know, so I had to wait. Like I couldn't like I, I could I could definitely put something, you know, in the back door if I wanted. I had a, I had a whole recommendation of suppositories just full. I was like, I'm just trying to smoke. You know, and, and so like uh, a gram when concentrates became a big thing, like a gram of shatter would have been like 80, $90, uh, oh, a gram crap. of a gram of ice water hash. It's like 110 bucks. The average cart price is 75 to hundred dollars for like oh. a half gram, oh, like not no. even a full gram. And, you know, when, when edibles, I, when I moved over here, they had, they had just done edibles in the state and like, you see all these horrible these horror show pictures on Instagram or Reddit mostly and stuff like that. And it's like somebody opened up a brownie that had mold in it, but not like, not like bread mold, like PM. What? Like spider webs inside the brownie. No. Right? Like that was, yeah, that, that was, that was Guillermo del Toro type horror shows right there. Uh. And uh, so it's, yeah. And then like, I, I still get these, you know, I still get these like ads and stuff like that, you know, from, from different companies. And it's like, Oh yeah, we're, we're running a sale. $50 an eighth ground flour. It's like shake for 50 bucks an eighth. Yeah, no, no. You know, and then anything, <laughs> anything like that could legitimately help somebody who wasn't just trying to get high, uh, mm -hmm. tinctures or topicals or, you know, the, the, the transdermal patches, capsules, things like that, you know, take out a loan. Cause like it's insanely, so like a, a, the average 40 milligram tincture is like, 120 bucks, 125 oh. bucks at a place that if they don't deliver, you have to drive three hours away for. Oh, hell no. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. Hell no, indeed, madam. Oh, goodness. Oh. You know, so they, yes, they're doing it, but because of the fact that the biggest industry in that state before then was the pharmaceutical industry. Mm -hmm. And the governor at the time, I call him Governor Moby, Rick Scott, look him up. He looks like Moby. <laughs> um his his background and his the the, the main uh, you know majority of his constituents were the pharmaceutical industry so he purposefully wrote the amendment so convoluted and so frustrating and and you know confusing that it would deter people from doing it and give the pharmaceutical industry in florida enough time to back out so that the bottom wouldn't drop out like it did in colorado and washington and california and all the other states mm. like, that. like all of a sudden it just it just happened you know and and yeah, everybody, everybody lost all this stuff. So it was so frustrating and so confusing. Like the average price when I got my card was, it was $280 for the doctor's visit. And then another 70, 77, $70, $80 from the state that you had to do every seven months. And what? if you're, yes, oh, because your, your recommendation ran out seven months. Oh, so you got to pay no. your time. Oh, you had to pay, no. you had to pay the, you had to pay oh, the state every no. seven months. Mm -mm. If, no. if you let the actual <laughs> physical card expire in 12 months, then you had to pay the doctor again. So the only saving grace was if you did it within seven months, you didn't have to pay an extra $280, but you had to pay a, like $80 every seven months. 
I thought the two years in Oklahoma was ridiculous. I love two years. Like, I, I, like I got my but thing. I got thinking card about here. that now. I'm okay. just like two years is good. I like right. it. I'm okay. Right. <laughs> and everything there was was vertically integrated. And now, vertical integration seems like a good idea on paper if you already know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But it it is not good if that's the way everything is run. Like if that's the way it has to be done because you need millions of dollars because especially in a place like Florida, you know, you, your, your facility. So everything has to be grown and processed and and packaged and distributed and sold in house. Mm -hmm. So you already need to figure out our, my, my grow facility has to adhere to agricultural, industrial, medical, and food grade standards, zoning laws. That Mm -hmm. really doesn't happen. So you have to find a place where it does. Like the city I was living in, there was a moratorium on medical cannabis, so it couldn't be sold within the city limits. The county that that city was in was totally fine with it. And the grow facility in that city, that's, that's where we grew everything, but we couldn't sell it in that facility. We had to ship it to another one. The county yeah. next door had a moratorium on it as well. So it was like I could, I could grow it in the city that I lived in, but I couldn't buy it or, or use it in my own home. Yeah, but I could yeah. go to the next city over and buy it and use it. But the county that was literally fifty feet from my house was totally illegal, regardless. Yeah, that's that's where we start getting in that tricky situation because I know it starts to be like that a little bit here in Oklahoma, especially with buying up property and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because all the different counties like would have their own little law about it. It's like, hey, you can't be here, or it's like, right. oh, there's a church or there's a school here, so we don't want you over in this area. You know, it's it's. It's been a, you know, how it is in the industry it's, now. It's, it's like good and bad. Kind of, it's double-edged, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah. I, there were some places where it's it's good because it's it's a haven for some places. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you can't have it in your city, but you can have it here. Or the, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's the reason that it is the way it is because of the fact that they were like, all right, well, you know, you guys can choose at your base level what yes. you want to do with it. And then that was the majority. Like, oh, I'll be mm-hmm. like, well, this city or this county doesn't like it, but the majority of your state does. So obviously it's working. So it, yeah. it is, it is crazy and it does get confusing and it can be you know shitty sometimes but it's it's definitely one of the main you know reasons I'm thankful for the way they wrote the amendments and things like that yes it's um like you said the wild west of weed in Oklahoma it's been it's been beautiful and sometimes it's been like trials and tribulations but Mm -hmm. we're getting there and then also just with the initiatives that are currently going on with trying to get more so of what they call rec but we try to move it to more of adult adult usage because recreational just makes it seem like kids can get involved yada yada right. so that's why everybody's blah 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 blah, blah. um yeah it's all about how the wording goes um for so you just done so much within a community um just you know building up on the back end of just brands and things of that nature um if someone was to get a hold of you or just wanted to like reach out and Especially yeah, with your podcast. Can I find you? Uh, the podcast is not, unfortunately. Uh, it got a little too much work for the uh, the, the production team. So they were going to start charging me to do it. So I was like, ah, okay. I just moved here and all this. So I'm, I'm definitely trying to get back into it. Um, I think I've been working a lot, just kind of focusing on, on stuff like that. And I'm, where I'm at right now, I'm really, I'm really excited um but i would i would definitely love to get back into that stuff but as far as getting a hold of me i mean you know, like my my social media the the jack of all trees uh instagram is where i do most of of everything the podcast is on instagram it's on spotify uh the network is uh, podcon x so you can look up them there's a whole catalog of, of different great shows and stuff like that but it's on everything google and apple and spotify and all that if they want to look and that's got all my like my link tree and linkedin and all that so if anybody wants to get a hold of me they're just chronic insomnia podcast with a k or the uh, jack of all trees all right Perfect. great awesome thank you so much jack for yes. just everything like you so phenomenal yeah. being and just everything you've um just done with like not so within the community just your life you know you yeah. just you lived it you <laughs> like just being able to have all the insight from the different markets within the cannabis industry mm-hmm. is vast and like you said, just with the Florida, like I didn't know a lot of that from the Florida. I didn't know that a lot of really, that. That was really eye-opening. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you got my mind going now. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole point of it. You know, as long as right? it's as long as it's got you thinking and focusing on something. You know. Yeah. Yes. No, no. Thank you for sharing all the knowledge. Definitely. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jack. Yes. We'll get this up for you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. You get.